Hey everyone, this is Jesse, George, and Robert. And this is BitBytes, an analytical discussion about gaming. Thanks for joining us. Hey. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. Oh, hey. I It's been a while, so I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's been a while, a while. It has. You know, major life changes, new jobs, new homes. Yeah, I think we can be forgiven for it a little bit. Also, some, some you know, in, some development, some building, some website building. That's right. Yeah. So Lots of hard work behind the scenes. Exactly, which we're hoping to show off um, soon so we can keep, you know, giving you some, mm-hmm. some of that sweet, sweet podcast content. <laughs> hey, I don't want to set expectations, <laughs> but the website looks awesome. I'm very excited about it. Okay. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, we're excited to get that rolling. So hopefully soon you'll see that. Yeah. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. we still have found time. Maybe not as much as usual because we've been a little busy, but we've been playing some video games. Because that's what when we get a 15 minute, 30 minute block where there's somehow nothing to do, mm-hmm. fill it with some games. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you guys want to talk about it a little bit? What have you been playing? I picked up two games. I picked up Devil May Cry 5. Uh, I haven't played the first three. I played the fourth one. like that one a lot. And then I played the Ninja Theory. Like, I guess it was sort of like a reboot, but it was also kind of like a standoffish thing. Ninja I don't know, it was theory? weird. Yeah, Ninja Theory made a... a de- it was just Devil May Cry is mm. what it was called. And is then Ninja made, Theory a studio? It's a... Or is it Ninja Theory? It's whoever did uh, Hellblade. Oh, I don't theory. know. Yeah. They also made uh, Heavenly Sword. Mm, I, this is all new to me. <laughs> yeah, you were speaking a totally different language. <laughs> not following. Sure I check my facts real quick. This latest Devil May Cry 5 game is made by the same people? Or mm-hmm. is this something separate? Yeah, Ninja Theory made Devil May Cry that was released in 2013, which came after number four. But it was just, that's what all it was, is just Devil May Cry. It's kind of like a reboot type thing where it's like a new reinventing of the franchise i guess why do they have to make it so confusing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you have like a one end of the spectrum the kingdom hearts titles and then you have the other it's just like no yeah and then and well and to make things more interesting they went back this this year and came out with devil may cry 5 which includes the character that was from the reboot in this game wait is it the pretty boy yeah with the longer hair uh shorter Shorter. Here, this is a spiky. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All I know about the Devil May Cry series is that the characters are overly dramatic. Is that still the case? Yeah, it's stylized action, Japanese action at its best. Okay. Nice. Good. Um, hacky slashy, hacky slashy, demon gory. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they do it really well. And they did it. They did a good job in this one of adding some new elements into it to make it, you know, more interesting and, you know, and for depending on who you ask, you know, more challenging. Like the art style, the fluidity of the gameplay and everything is very solid. Mm. It's what you come to expect from a Devil May Cry game, but also taking it kind of to that next level. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a um, looker. Oh yeah! Like I haven't played it at all, but just oh, the character designs some of it. and stuff like mm. that are beautiful. What did you play it on? Uh, Xbox One. Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is that those trailers look beautiful. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, and that that's the thing again that they're known for is like the highly stylized cinematic action sequences. You know, leading up, there's a lot of bosses in the game. Quick time events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not so much um, like those real time action. You know, put mash buttons in certain sequences to progress the quick time event. They added a new character to the series in this one. Um, he's kind of like a darker. He reminds me of someone, but I can't think of who the it is. The Kylo Ren-like character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, basically, it's like an Adam Drivery, Kylo Ren, dark brooding. What I thought when I saw him. Yeah, the yeah. tattoos all over yeah. his arm and his cut-off yeah. trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is he like a mage or something? Kind of. Yeah, so. he's more. He plays more at a distance, and he uses beasts to do everything for him because he's, I guess, physically weak. It's pretty cool how the story goes along. They do it in a non-linear fashion. Uh, so things will happen. And then when you first start playing, it's a little jarring because it's like, well, we're going back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, there's these time stamps and stuff like that that they give you and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But it's pretty cool because things will happen. You're like, what in the world? And then it'll later on go back and explain, you know, how that stuff happened and, you know. That kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, I love that storytelling method. Yeah, mm-hmm. the story, That's awesome. Which is pretty cool. So yeah, been playing that. Stuck on the last boss. It's exponentially harder than <laughs> the other bosses that it, you fight. It wasn't an easy ramp up. It's just, is there like a period where you have to go grind? There's no grinding per se. Because there's not like, I mean, you have abilities that you can upgrade and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not that like it's not a leveling, leveling system. Yeah. No. No. So it's like technique you're stuck mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It's more of memorizing boss patterns and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, because um, some of some of the attacks and stuff are. He moved his foot a little bit to the left. He's gonna do this. I need yeah. to counter this way. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's kind of a dark soulsy thing too, because the a lot of the attacks are very overpowered, and it's like two hits and you're dead. Mm. Oh, brutal. Yeah, and I played it on the hard difficulty, so I don't. Is, not is that the hardest? I don't, uh, no, because you unlock another, I'm pretty sure you unlock another difficulty after you beat it. It's like nightmarish or something like that. Oh, okay. But of the original set, you picked the most difficult, yeah. of course. Some of the bosses are more difficult than others, but I definitely, the, like, the last boss is, has definitely been you know, more difficult. So what, you're just going to give up? Just like that? I, I, usually when I get to places like this where it's like, because I go so hard, um, it's such a short period of time. It's like I get all the way here and it's like, okay, I'm not beating it. I'll table it and come back to it another time and maybe mm-hmm. it'll, you know. Hey, sometimes in those scenarios, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Or yeah. this is, I was just tired before. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of weeks I'll have them beat. <laughs> cool. So that's a lot of praise for that game. Yeah. So do you like a best worse in terms of features? Like what does it do the absolute best that you wish other games did? And then maybe what's something that uh, maybe you could work on this a little bit? So best, I think they breathe new life in the game in the form of a brand new character that you can play as. And each of the, because you you have three different characters that you play throughout the game. You don't always get to choose who you want to be. There are times where you get to choose, but each person is kind of a different play style. So it's like the Adam Drivery character whose name is V in the game is more of a distance type person and I don't know how they did it, but their movesets for each character are very wide ranging, but they're also very particular. 
if that makes sense. The V character is, you use the beast, you've, you kind of fight more from a distance, but his character set is he controls three different beasts that is like a ranged attack creature, a kind of more medium power up close and personal, and then there's like a tank type you know character that he controls okay. as well that you only get to unleash at certain points when you've charged up a particular bar. Mm. Dante, who's the main character of the series that everybody knows. Wow, really, Dante? Yeah. Nice. Yep. This is not the spiky-haired guy. Oh, okay. This is, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the old one. Yeah, this is the old, yeah. the classic Devil May Cry character. He's got some new things, too, where his play style varies depending on the weapon that you have equipped to him. And it ranges from, like, oh, he's got a regular little sword to just completely over the top. At some point in the game, you get a motorcycle that you can split in half as like two uh, swords and you can like grind people with like the tires on the end and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Oh yeah. It's so cool. I love that. But it's like, it's a heavier type weapon. So moves are slower, but they hit harder mm-hmm. and you know, that sort of stuff. As they would with a motorcycle. <laughs> and then he has like this other weapon where it's like a, it's nunchuck. It's like a nunchuck slash bow staff slash What's the thing where it's like, it's not a, it's like a hybrid of the two. It's a boast. It's like Darth a, Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Dual lightsaber. You know, it was well, like, there's the long bar in the middle, but then there's the two pieces that are on the end that are like, it's like a larger nunchuck. Oh, okay. So it's like three piece nunchuck. Like yeah. Kind three. of. Yeah. Okay. And they all are different elements. Like one form is fire. One form is ice in one form is lightning so depending on which you know combination you have it in it does different types of attacks nice um so who's your favorite like when you get the opportunity to choose to play a character dante yeah dante yeah nice yeah so you like the motorcycle flinging mm-hmm. yeah. is that what it oh is? yeah that's okay. great i just can you imagine the designers sitting like or you know the concept artists bring them this this weapon hold on we have this awesome new weapon it's a motorcycle that can split in two and <laughs> dual sword motorcycle things. Yeah. Design, I can just imagine the designers being like, okay. How am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> Even for the genre, we're pushing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little crazy. It's like, don't get me wrong, it's awesome, but how are we going to do yeah. that? The soundtrack is is pretty cool it's it's if you've ever played the new the newest doom game it's that hard-hitting punchy heavy metal you know get your blood pumping and going Mm -hmm. uh, type style nice yeah it's a good game it's fun things that i don't like about it i think uh one of the things was like i think just the way that they scale the difficulty in the game could be tweaked a bit some things are kind of just disproportionately like some enemies shouldn't be as hard as they are and some are you know not as hard as they should be and and that sort of stuff or maybe you should just get good or maybe i should just get good i'm kidding well it seems like you're able to breeze through until the final boss so yeah if anything the enemy should get good that's right yeah yeah Um, on the hardest difficulty come on where's the challenge right yep so but as far as i mean i don't really have a whole lot to say negatively against the game because it's it's a very well polished game mm. well good i'm glad you're enjoying it that's yeah. awesome since this has come up in a few of our recent conversations do you feel like there's any i i don't know anything if this game has planned dlc or anything like that but do you feel like it was a whole game <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's, it definitely fit, well 
Not being heaven being the last pause, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm close to the end of the game. I have no idea. There's a story chunk ripped out, or you know. No, it those kind of games. There's no multiplayer aspect to them or anything like that. So I mean, they're specifically driven as story, you know, like Spider-Man and and that sort of stuff. So I didn't feel like I was cut short or anything like that in the aspects I was playing. I mean, there's definitely I could see stuff that they could do for. DLC like going maybe some pre-story and and that sort of stuff with some of the characters but cool. yeah glad to hear that okay and uh you had a second game oh yeah I had the division two not as in also as in the division number two right the <laughs> sequel to the division which was set in New York City and this one's set in Washington DC if you liked the first one no let's uh (laughs) i'm assuming from the trailer i saw forever ago it's a shooter yeah it's a third person shooter okay it's a looter shooter type it's one of those destiny model (laughs) yeah games is it a solid story or is it something to keep adding to and there's not a i mean even playing the first division there's not a ton of you're given like an overarching premise of the game for lack of a better word, all hell is breaking loose and resources are dwindling and everybody's going crazy and that sort of stuff. And you are this task force, essentially, of agents that are trying to rebuild what was you know, destroyed and broken in, in the form of main missions and side quests and stuff like that and helping okay. out the locals and yeah. whatnot. Not, not super original or I get, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm trying to figure out if this game would be solidly placed in the new game as a service category that everyone's trying to push game is yeah it is 100 percent. yeah okay. yeah it's, so it's totally subject to change okay. lives online mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so this one's set in washington dc which they did a very good job of recreating a post-apocalyptic washington dc like most of washington dc everything you know all the main monuments are there some of the side missions have you go and like recover the declaration of independence and and that sort of stuff Nick cage cameo right right (laughs) (laughs) i haven't gotten to that part yet and the the whole idea is it's a leveling system it's more of an rpg type thing where you get gear i mean you have skills but they're in the forms of gadgets so there's like there's gadgets that you can like mount a turret on you know a piece of cover that you're on and it spews fire you know that sort of stuff or you throw an orb and it like tracks your enemy's movements and that sort of stuff and then obviously as you progress further in the game you get better loot you better weapons better armor um that sort of stuff you also get you can either pay for it or you can find it as you play through the game like different uh, clothing items and camos for your guns and of that course. sort of stuff. Yes. Is that something that actually gets you to come back? Is the loot good? Even the purely aesthetic stuff? The thing that gets me uh, keep coming back is how well the combat is. It's a step up from the last one. A lot of people, myself included, felt that the enemies were too bullet spongy. There's no like reaction to them. They just kind of just take it. Hit them. so you're in this game your combat feels more rewarding that's good yeah i love it when developers because it's the same developer Mm -hmm. when they go back and they're like yep that doesn't work and we're going to change it because that i would imagine that requires a crap ton of work because that is a 
integral core system that you interact with on right. a regular basis for them to. It's a lot of fine restr- tuning. Yeah, that's awesome. So that feels good. Uh, enemies feel smarter than what they did in the last one. They're more challenging. Oh, they flank you now. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, or they'll like. There's like mad bombers too, where they'll like come and like kamikaze you and stuff. Oh man, they're crazy. Yeah. Now. And there's like there's big armored dudes too that are like in those bomb suits that have like flamethrowers and they'll like charge you and stuff. It's is anyone cool. concerned nice. about how realistic this depiction of a post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. like Washington D.C. is? Well, and that's one of the um, what people were praising the game about is like if this was you know a real thing, then this is pretty close to probably what it would you know be like. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. So you spend all day at work and then you come home and you're like, you know what? I want to live in the end of times right. and shoot people to death. Right. And I want them to run at me with flamethrowers right. and full armor. Yeah. That's the fantasy world I want to live <laughs> oh, in after work. Oh, and I want people to <laughs> praise me for saving their lives yeah. and giving them food and you're welcome. water. And, so yeah. all of this is under the under the premise of we're restoring order to Washington, Yeah. DC. So you start out, you're nobody, your gear is shitty. Mm-hmm. Your first step, you recover the White House. Of course. The most important place Which on is Earth. your main base of operations throughout yeah. the game. And the whole time you're discovering, you know, you're branching out into Washington, D.C. You're discovering new areas. Wait, wait, and... Sorry, backtrack. Do you go inside? Is your, like, base inside? Mm-hmm. So yep. You get to walk around inside the, the White House. Do you think that layout is? That's hard to say because I've is... actually never toured the White House. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure plans are available, like public yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all this is sort of concerning to me. I'm just saying, it feels like you're training a group of oh, people. I've been thinking that the entire time that I'm playing it because, like, for some of the side missions, like recovering the Declaration of Independence, I'm like, is that really where they hide the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, is I'm it? I'm just saying, people can get real familiar with the layout yeah. of, the, of the White House. <laughs> so, heaven forbid somebody in God. the, the <laughs> tries to. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Well, I know you're uh, kidding and kind of not, and not to get too dark, yeah. but that actually is seriously problematic considering the history of a lot of first-person shooter games that have like a make-your-own-map feature. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got in trouble for like recreating actual places that they yeah. know locally and having maps where they are just it's like, this training, is my school and there's a bunch of people yeah. here right. and I'm going to kill them all. Yeah, I just find it all very interesting how yeah, no, scarily it's, it's a eerie. realistic we're getting at uh, I mean, this is nothing new, but, you know. And they came back later. It was like, we did not intentionally mean to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so to your point, Jesse, mm-hmm. the Fallout series, mm-hmm. when it was first created, it was definitely a, more of a prominent pain point, I think, in the, like, most people's minds because it was right on the tail end of like Cold War madness. Mm-hmm. And it had cooled down quite a bit, but it was still like that nuclear annihilation was at the forefront of like yeah. the collective mind internationally. And then as that's trailed out, I mean, there is always the threat uh, like internationally where it's like, oh, well, Iran and North Korea and they're not doing this and we're not doing that and trades and testing stuff and then not checking in with each other and then I mean, political stupid crap. So it is like always an existential threat ever since it's been created, but it is pretty freaky how it's gotten so fine tuned mm-hmm. and it's gotten, in some ways, it's gotten more fantastical, in some ways, it's gotten more believable. And that's like, I don't know, do you even get that sense when you're playing 
that game, like how visceral that is, because that is the universe that you're playing in is a lot more connected directly to reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you know what the fictional timeline is? Like when that takes place? It's not like crazy distant future, no. right? No, it's it's maybe 10 years in the future. Maybe are there a bunch of Tesla models around the street? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Damn no, it, Elon. <laughs> no, it's not like a future dystopian, you know, world that we're not even remotely close to. No, it's it's very much like Yeah. right around the corner. Not futuristic weaponry or anything like no, that. No, it's mm. You got you got lead bullets. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for the side track. I just find it all very interesting. It might no, have to be a topic that, that was, for a later. That's been podcast. playing in the the very back of my mind the the whole time I'm playing this because I'm like, oh, all right, this is okay. This mm-hmm. is a this might be a thing. So it's interesting that you bring that up because you've been you said something about like, oh, are you guys gonna play this game? And immediately I'm like, no, because Tom Clancy dipping his toes a million times into video game. Like, what is this? If you just look at the, if you did a laundry list of all the Tom Clancy video game adaptations at this point, we're like in the 30s. It's stupid. About to be 31. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And honestly, have they changed a ton? I mean, is Ghost Recon way, way different than the most recent Division release? Essentially at their core, with the exception of Siege, like looking at a very similar formula. It's a third person modern warfare combat thing with some futuristic tech yeah yeah but jesse you brought up that narrative piece it's almost like i'm interested in playing it now just to see kind of like the imagination of the people at ubisoft's like what things are they paying attention to that are going on right now that they've kind of made the logical last steps of that ends in this scenario Mm -hmm. it'd be kind of interesting to explore it there's a lot of randomization events too that happen throughout the game, like public executions from like uh, rebel factions and that sort of stuff throughout the game. Or there might be something where they're you know holding somebody hostage and you have to free the hostage. And you have the choice if you want to you know help them or not. And if you don't, you don't lose anything. But if you help them, you get like bonus XP or you know some you know maybe a chance at a, another piece of gear or something like that. You know. Remember, kids, if you have a moral decision to make, you'll get bonus XP and good gear. <laughs> right. The right one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Honesty is morally right, and you'll get a cool jacket. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't play the game so much for the story. You play yeah. it for the experience. Yeah. yeah. Which you've been experiencing it with other people that you know in real life. Yeah, both my brothers have it. Oh, they're playing um, We've been playing it together. Are they into it? Do they like it? Yeah. Nice. We've played a good so, bit of it. An immediate post-apocalyptic future stick with the summer alls they're trained <laughs> yeah um yeah i will oh another uh, good thing i don't know if they really improved it per se because i don't know based off the previous game the element of having to work together because difficulty kind of scales when you bring in more people there's like there's definitely been a lot of times where we're like we just go in gung-ho like you do in all your multiplayer games and you're like okay maybe we have to rethink this actually and do it a different way because you just get slaughtered so does it require some strategy sometimes yeah, yeah. um that d- sounds really fun yeah it is a lot of fun so i'll probably uh, play it tonight when i get home nice yeah. so for us you know us and our preferences and stuff would you recommend us to try it what do you think I would recommend purely 
based off of just what they've done with the setting of the game, not so much the actual gameplay. Maybe for you, but not really because you weren't a big fan of the first one, which is fine. Like those people that play Assassin's Creed and just like to go around and look in at right. the realistic depictions of um, the cities. Which in that case, you might as well just watch YouTube videos or you know yeah. whatever other people playing it. But oh, and then there's like also there's relics scattered throughout the game. So I've like come across George Washington's cutlass for like his uh, sword and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Can you use it? No, but you oh, get like man. it becomes like a part of your collection and all that kind of stuff. And oh, cool. Which is, which is neat. You know what? That's actually really awesome. Like the collectibles aspect mm-hmm. is I haven't heard about that in a while in like big games. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. They should yeah. upload the entirety of the um, to the national library. <laughs> <laughs> you could go into the library and just. Read well, the you documents. get. I mean, you get to go to like the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, you get to see yeah. what's happened to the Lincoln Memorial, yeah. uh, the Washington Monument, obviously the White House, the Smithsonian, the Air and Space oh, cool. Museum. And go inside. Mm-hmm. How built out are they? Is it just like a lobby area? Air, no, no. You go like from what I remember because it's been a while since I've been to DC. Uh, Air and Space Museum is pretty fleshed out. There's you know several rooms that you go through and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow. Um, Lincoln Memorial, there's some stuff that you do there. Are those all no no combat zones? No, they're combat zones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Most side missions, I mean, everything is revolving around combat. Gotcha. So there's not like something where it's like, oh, I need to, you know, take this load of water to this destination and, you know, then go to that destination or stuff like that. It's all combat. Shooty, yeah, shooty. Yeah. But there are like safe zones, right? Mm-hmm. Home yeah, base. there's control points that as you progress the game, the map gets bigger, obviously, more control points sprout up. You have to take them over to like essentially capture them and use them. What is this, a Ubisoft game? Right. Uh, <laughs> what are the towers? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, really, what are they? Um, <laughs> and then once they're captured, when you die, you can use them as a respawn point. Nice. So that way you don't have to trek all the way back over to wherever it was that you died or, you know. Do you like it, the way it's implemented? Yeah, it's good. Control points also offer loot as well. Mm. So sometimes they're heavily guarded. And if you clear them all out, you get access to a supply room. At the end, you unlock the supply room and there's some decent loot in there. I want a gold pistol that has a bald eagle head on the top. That's all I want. Can I have that? They're probably... I haven't come across that. Is that like a high-level weapon? There might be a weapon skin for that. Nice. (laughs) Do you hear me, Ubisoft? That's all I want. I'll play your game if you make that. I want an American gun. Yep. What's the point? I'm a real patriot. So, Jesse, as a corollary to what we just heard, Uh what have you been playing? (laughs) (laughs) It's like very extreme dark (laughs) two. I've been playing a form of war game. (laughs) (laughs) i have been uh, spamming the heck out of hyrule warriors definitive edition Mm. uh (laughs) yes i i don't know if i've talked about this at all in the podcast but when i had the wii u i had the original game and i like basically 100 percent completed it Mm. and then i'm like oh cool it's coming out on the switch but it has all of those 3ds editions they kept releasing slowly that i didn't want to invest in at the time and oh man guys there's there's so much god there there's so i can't <laughs> there's so much to do and 
my, the completionist in me is just dying a little bit. <laughs> Every time I go in, like in, a, in an evening, I might do like four maps, but like each map's 10 minutes. So that's a solid chunk of my life. And there's like 10 maps, it's like 30 by 15 square. And then there's so many systems, there's weapons and there's clothes <laughs> and there's new characters. <laughs> And there's leveling and tree skill branches and weapon branches and buff branches. And then there's the fairy system. Collect all the fairies. And for the fairy system, you can dress them up or level <laughs> them for certain skills and personalities and teach them and feed them. And so those are all collectible things down the maps, too. And there's so much, guys. So complex. It's overwhelming. Such systems. Much. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I... I feel guilty while I play it because it's like I already, I already played this game. Like, but there's just more to collect in this one. And why why am I playing this game? <laughs> oh, you know why you're playing I, this game. Yeah, um, it's a bunch you of love fan it. service, and I love Legend of Zelda. And there's no other game out there right now that, like, story wise and gameplay wise, that has me like enough interested enough to pull me away. So I think there's a lot of games this summer coming out, but. For now, if you need a game to grind at and you really like The Legend of Zelda, this is the one for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to 100% this this one. Is there uh, maybe a little emphasis there on grind? Uh, oh, it's definitely grind. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Um, and you know me, my stance on grinding, but it, it's like, to me, there's a difference in grinding in like a story-oriented game, and this game is not story-oriented in any way. It's just like, I want a different outfit for whoever <laughs> i want tingle to have a pink outfit like that's what <laughs> what is my life why am i wasting time doing this i don't it's very relaxing to me um because <laughs> you want a power trip <laughs> i want a power trip um so yeah and sometimes i am able to pull you robert into it if there's a level that's just too hard for me to do by myself um hey if you're having a hard time young link young link all the way <laughs> my favorite uh, yeah so i think this game is like the perfect fan service game like every attack and every weapon and every attack for all these characters across all of these different zelda games is so customized to that character and i love it so much detail a lot of love put into it so if you're a zelda fan that likes hack and slash and just wants to relax play this game <laughs> um and it has couch co-op which is so rare nowadays you would definitely need a big tv for this one because there's so much going on but yeah, I, I'm not really going to go deeper than that. It's it's not that deep of a game. <laughs> it's so fun, though. It's a fun time. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm just, I'm waiting for the next good game to talk about. So all this stuff to do, do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, no. For your completionist, achievementist, 100%ing? No, there's no light. It's like a black hole. Oh, good. Even though you put in quite a bit of work already. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know I'm not going to complete this thing. It's not happening. Like, I think, oh, I collected all the things in this. Like, no, you've only had 46% complete on this specific map. Like, <laughs> I dedicated 50 hours to this map. No, 46% complete. <laughs> That's all you get. So I'm like, if it start, yeah, no. I need a good story-oriented game to pull me away from this one. Is there anything that is on the horizon that you are looking forward to? Yeah, there's... Um, the new Fire Emblem game, Three Houses, that's going oh, that's on the right. summer. Dragon Quest Builders 2. I had a lot of fun with that, the first one. 
Astral <clears throat> Chain one of the Nintendo Directs. The the fighting style looked really interesting. Sort of looked Devil May Cry-ish, but like mm. not the same, but just like having a fun time with gotcha. the battle system and the sci-fi setting. It like it sort of rang Xenoblade X a little bit to me and I, I'm all about that sci-fi. So we'll see what uh, what happens with that one. But and then of course, how can we forget Link's Awakening? the remake mm-hmm. so that looks adorable lots of stuff to fill fill my summer right. so quick little anecdote I, I, I sort of feel like because we're kind of as it is now getting close to the end of the cycle of microsoft and sony's current consoles and going to like that next generation leap i feel like because there have been several games from some of the microsoft exclusivity in that isn't going to happen this year because they're working on either the last games that'll be for the current you know console before going to the big ones or going to the big ones that there's kind of like a sort of emptiness is in terms of like higher caliber games that are yeah, 2019's out. been a little dry spell yeah so far yeah so anyway i don't blame them though if they like they want to hold out oh yeah i'm all for stuff. for you know start working on the bigger stuff so that when the console's actually released we have games to play they have, like right away mm-hmm. yeah so and Nintendo is going to keep me busy throughout the year. So it's, it's fine. Robert. That's what they gave me as a name. What have you been playing? I've been playing this game called Outward. <laughs> <laughs> you can play it on your computer. Outside? No, in your house. Oh. You could play it out. It'd probably be better in real life. But... Mm. There's one system that wouldn't work in real life. Because if you die, you actually die in real life. Mm. So it's a, like, not a fully robust Skyrim RPG experience, but it kind of is trying to do that a little bit. So you have a really weak character creation where you all the characters look very bizarre. The character models are terrible. <laughs> the hair is extra bad. But that's not why you play this game. You play this game because it has unique features that I'm into. So you create a character, you get a backstory, you're shipwrecked. You start to learn stuff about this town that you are a native in, et cetera, et cetera. And then the world opens up and it's a big one and it's open and there's a day night cycle. You can go to all these different places and they look cool, but then everything's deadly and it's trying to kill you. Yeah, I know. Such a bummer. What's but then the there fun are, of it if no, nothing's trying to kill you? Yeah. There'd just be a walking sim. Who would play a walking sim? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that you're describing this right now. If people could actually like see your reaction, it's like an out-of-body experience that you're <laughs> So one of the features I really enjoy about this game, I don't really enjoy it about this game because it's terrible grammar. One of the features that I really like that was integrated into this game is when you run out of HP, character dies. And then a random event happens and you're recontextualized So let's say you're out on the plains and there's some robotic hyenas that are just chomping away at you and you can't get away because you suck. It's got a little bit of like a Soulsy type combat and it's not as unforgiving. So it's not that the hits are hard, but it's that anytime it's over a 1v1, it's very overwhelming because your character movement is slow. And so you can parry, but you're trash garbage. So... It's a slow progression, so you're dying a lot, and when you die, you get a randomized event, and the way it is introduced is there's a loading screen, and you wait, 
And then when it's done, you get a dialog box and it's like, hey, guess what? You're in a cave and it's dark and you don't have any of your stuff anymore. You're naked and it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so dark and morbid. Oh yeah, they're usually <laughs> awful. Sometimes they're nice. But then it's great because you have to win yourself back to the situation that you were in when you died. So in the situation where you wake up and it's dark and it's cold and you're naked, you have to find a way to get light going. It's usually good to be able to see stuff. Then as an example of a scenario, it doesn't always pan out this way, but one time I was enslaved in a mine. So I'm underground in a prison cell. So I have to get out of the cell and then I start talking to people and I'm like, they're like, hey, um, can you make me this mushroom soup? And I'm like, what? And, I talk, <laughs> and then I talk to someone else and then they're like, oh yeah, guess what? We're slaves. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this sucks. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can get out. Like you can make this shiv or you can buy it from a really shady guy for like five silver, which is like nothing. And you can try to kill the guards, which is a really bad idea. Or you can try to poison them, or you can try to use political power to get out. <laughs> There's all these different methods of getting out. So it's got like this deep RPG sense where like you have to figure out your context and as you're learning about it, there's a timer going because there's an element of this game that's a survival thing. So you got the eating and drinking meters, which thankfully are not like terrible in this game. They just kind of slowly deplete. If you eat some cooked meat, you're good for a while. So, you know, you're getting hungry and thirsty. If you've been in a prison cell, you're kind of starting with those things low. So your time's ticking away. You're going to die again. You have to figure out like, what the F's going on? I got to get out of here. So that's all to get back to square one where you were when you died. Because even if you escape, you still don't have the equipment that you had acquired in your satchel. It's very engaging because there isn't an artificial pressure being put on you by, I feel like some systems in modern games, they create tension but it's not real enough to make you sweat in this game the systems are great because they all work together in this really complex way and it creates like real tension i'm like i, ha I gotta freaking figure this crap out because i'm gonna lose all my progress because i just spent three hours collecting all the stuff and now i'm a slave so i need to not be a slave <laughs> So it's it's really good. I don't know if I would recommend it to you guys because it has this similar thing of like the Kingdom Come Deliverance where I like to go home and torture myself with like realistic <laughs> simulating things that are awful and take way too long. And I'm like, oh man, this is really hard and I'm investing all this stuff. I don't know if I can get it back. Oh, I love this. <laughs> so yeah, it's really good. Um, it's It definitely doesn't win a whole lot of points in some modern gaming Criteria. cornerstone type areas like aesthetically it's very hit or miss so i was you know bashing the character models but then sometimes you go out into this open field and it's like the use of color the draw distance i don't know just the overall visual presentation is astounding it's like i'm like holy crap and i just want to hang out here but i can't because i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> so it is it's very hit or miss in that way um but I think overall, as an overall experience, I'm really enjoying it because the RPG systems are on point. Mm. So it's a good one. And it's an indie game. Uh, I think it's it's a deep silver game. Mm -hmm. 
So shout out because they, I think they did great with this. It it comes, it strikes me as one of those where they didn't have all the resources that maybe they wish they would have. Um, there were definitely some pretty obvious sacrifices made here and there, but overall, I'm enjoying it. So, do you know what uh, systems it's released for? Oh, it's for PS4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. Hmm. So, it's cool. Definitely a controller game. It's not so deep RPG where it's a nerdy keyboard mouse thing. I feel like every game that I play nowadays, whether it's on console or PC, it's always a controller. Like I don't I don't really use the keyboard and mouse really. Hmm. But that's also because I'm not playing multiplayer shooter type games where I need the accuracy of a mouse, you know, because I'm playing more like RPG type games. Oh, just wait for Halo Infinite to come out. Yeah. Are you going to get it on PC? Uh, they have to impress me. Wow. Oh. Really? Oh, that's so, so is it, it has like... been so long since we've had a, a legitimate like actual Halo game. Okay. I mean, it's not been Sounds like you got burned. Bad. I'm not burned. It's just like, I mean, four and five are fine. They're good. I don't play them for the multiplayer, even though that's a big aspect of them. I prefer give me that meaty, gritty story, which is, I think, what a lot of people came to originally love about the Halo thing was the world and the character and all that kind of stuff. There's certainly promise. Like, I'm hopeful. Uh, You know, the little bitty snippet that they showed about of their new engine from last E3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. But I don't know if that's enough to say, oh yeah, buy our new game. You know why I always look forward to new releases of Halo? Oh. Because that means an upgrade in the red versus blue look. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why they worked on that new engine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played the mess out of three in Reach. Classics. Is Outward, would you say it's kind of in the realm of the bugginess of Kingdom Come? No, not at all. I didn't mean to paint the impression that it's buggy. I've only run into one bug, and it was very slight. Restarted the game, and it went away. Gotcha. The The only thing I was equating with Kingdom Come is the uh, the realism aspect and it being, like, purposely cumbersome. So, mm. But the thing is, it's a trade-off, right? the more difficult it is to achieve, the more satisfying the achievement, typically. I mean, there's a threshold and there's a nice little medium that we can get to. I tend to be on the extreme side, but... It's dark Sims. Sims, but dark. Sims, (laughs) but if you die, you might end up as a slave in a mine somewhere. Right. (laughs) Slaved in a mine. (laughs) (laughs) Or use political power to... (laughs) Yeah. Or make somebody some mushroom soup. <laughs> Did you guys ever play Zoo Tycoon when you were younger? What? Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. Did no. you ever like do that thing where you had the lion cage and you would stick people in? Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> or like in Roller Jessie? Coaster Tycoon and you just delete a section of the track. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I imagine the the people what's the developer? Deep Silver? Yeah. Imagine Deep Silver was like, what if you're the person that was stuck inside the Lion Cage? <laughs> the childhood Go. retribution. Like, yeah. They have little meters like happiness oh, the, and bladder and hunger meters. Right. It's going to go down. Turned. You better escape the lions. You're going to lockpick your way out of that cage. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be incredible if one of the scenarios is like a very slight chance, but you wake up in the Lion Cage. It's just like, oh, oh my God, God. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> 
that's yeah. Oh man, <laughs> why does it look great. like Suit Tycoon? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Uh, oh. oh my, now I want it. I basically want the video game equivalent of Deadpool, where like all of these d- different games are connected. Every time you die, you show up in a different horrible scenario you have to work your way out of in a different video game. <laughs> Pitch it. Who knows? That'd be great. Break that fourth wall, people. Come on. Feels like that would be a good uh, episode topic to do like all of our things that we used to do like in video games that were the games were not intended for but we did them anyway because they were somehow amusing oh that'd be great we should do that it'd be fun oh man i'm fine Um, guys i'm fine (laughs) we're all fine cool well so this was another kind of just a quick one quick update but we wanted to get one out feel like we were able to talk about some things get some things off our chest we were able to share a little bit these were all certainly different games oh yeah (laughs) very Very different. different yes per our usual style. So I think we'll um, take more advantage of our robust, you know, multifaceted perspective next time and tackle another big topic, which I'm really looking forward to. I think we're gonna do some research. I think we're gonna look into some things. We might even have a guest. Yeah, maybe we're gonna have a guest. Yeah, So. so things to look forward to. Yes, stay tuned. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. See you next time.